Act Five of Iphigenia by Jean Racine, translated by Robert Bruce Boswell. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One, Iphigenia, Aegina. Hinder me not, Aegina. To the queen go back. The wrathful gods must be appeased in wishing to deprive them of my blood look what a storm they rouse ready to fall consider how my mother needs your care see how our flight is blocked by all the army with what insulting gestures everywhere they flash their spear-points in our very faces our guards have been repulsed the queen has fainted ah tis too great a risk detain me not why should i here await her feeble succour leave me to take advantage of this swoon my father too if i must tell the truth even while he saves my life tells me to die your father madam why what then has happened achilles in his zeal may to the king have given offence and he would have me share his hatred and commands my heart to make this sacrifice Arcus conveyed his wishes. Agena, he forbids me e'er again to breathe his name. Oh, madam! Cruel sentence. The gods are kinder. They would ask my life. Then let me die. But who is this I see? Heavens, tis Achilles. Scene two. Achilles, Ephigenia. Madam, follow me fear not the clamour of the crowd who press around this tent they bay but cannot bite face them and without waiting for my arm to strike these roaring billows will be parted to give you passage see patroclus brings with other captains in my train the flower of my thessalian troops around my standard the rest are gathered with a wall of iron to guard you there take refuge from the storm of persecution neath achilles tent let couches find you what and is it thus you welcome timely aid tears the sole answer to my appeal still look you for support to arms so weak delay not tears already have failed to move your sire i know it well and in the death i am resolved to meet lies my last hope death speak not of your death think of the oath which binds us to each other and to cut short such foolish words believe me my happiness depends upon your life nay to a life so darkened by misfortune heaven has not joined achilles happiness our love deceived us and by fate's decree my death will make you happier than my life think of the honours to be reaped my lord which victory offers to your valiant arm that field of fame to which you all aspire is barren if not watered with my blood thus to my father have the gods pronounced their will and deaf to calchas he in vain struggled against it greece with one consent confirms the voice of heaven go to troy 
I will not be a hindrance to your glory. Redeem the credit of those oracles that promised your heroic aid to Greece, and turn your rage against her enemies. Priam grows pale already, and Troy trembles, dreading my death, in terror at your tears. Go, and within her walls, of men bereft, make Trojan widows wail and weep for me. This prospect lets me die calm and content. If life with my Achilles is denied me, I hope at least, in happier times to come, my memory to your immortal deeds may cling, my death the fountain of your fame, wherewith the stirring story shall begin. Farewell, dear prince. Live worthy of the gods from whom you spring. No, no, we part not thus. In spite of cruel words, you cannot wish to serve your father by the sacrifice of love like mine. Vainly to death devoted, you try to make me leave you to your doom for glory's sake. In serving you, ambition finds honours and renown ready to hand and what could win my favour if your safety be not secured by our intended marriage my glory no less than my love says live come trust them and dear damsel follow me who i a rebel to my father's orders worthy to die the death that i would shun shall i so disregard my highest duty you will but trust yourself to one whose claims were sanctioned by himself. He shall not rob me of what he once bestowed. Are oaths by him made to be broken? Was he not your father what time he made you mine, to be obeyed as strict his duty bids? Why do you heed him only when he has ceased to recognize his child? Too long you linger and my fears surely my lord you will not use constraint let not the warmth of passion so mislead you you surely would not add to my afflictions this crowning ill holding in less esteem my honour than my life spare me my lord subject to orders i am bound to obey too long sir have i listened to your voice it were unfair to press your victory farther or else by my own hands set free from danger of the succour you propose i would prefer self-slaughter to disgrace ah cruel maid i say no more obey and seek a death you deem so glorious offer your sire a heart wherein i read hatred for me more than respect for him just indignation fires my soul with fury if you must to the altar go then i will thither high me too if heaven thirst for blood its altars never will have reeked with more to my blind love naught shall be sacred the priest himself shall be the foremost victim the funeral pyre by me thrown down destroyed shall in the blood of the vile butchers swim and if amid the carnage and confusion your father should be wounded fall and perish 
then seeing the sad fruits of your respect take to yourself the blame for every blow cruel achilles he has fled and left me smite ye just gods who have decreed my death lo here i am alone end with my life this terror and me only overwhelm scene three clytemnestra iphigenia eurybates aegina guards yes i'll defend her against all the host cowards will ye betray your injured queen no madame tis enough for us that you have given command and you shall see us fight till at your feast we fall but what can hand so weak avail against so many foes who can defend you tis no idle crowd raising a tumult but the fatal zeal of the whole camp where calchas reigns despotic pity is banished and severe religion its offering claims the king sees himself stripped of power and bids us to the torrent yield invincible achilles would himself vainly oppose his valour to the storm what will he do who can disperse these waves foaming with rage all ready to engulf him on me then let their impious zeal be proved and rob me of what little life is left death death alone can burst the knotted bands with which these arms of mine would fain unite us my body shall be parted from my soul ere i will ever suffer <sighs> my child under what baleful planet did you bear the unhappy object of a love so tender what can you do in our forlorn estate how can you struggle against gods and men will you confront an angry multitude ah go not to a camp that has revolted against your husband nor alone resist their will lest hailed in an unseemly manner by soldiers hands you offer to mine eyes as fruit of wasted efforts a worse sight than death itself go let the greeks complete their work and quit this doleful shore forever linger not near or on your eye may strike the flame uprising from the pyre that waits me and mother if you love me above all never reproach my father with my death by whom your heart offered to cruel calchas what efforts to restore me to your tears has he not made <laughs> what treason left untried to trick me he but renders to the gods the gift they gave my death bereaves you not of all the pledges of your mutual love your eyes will see my image in orestes ah may he prove less fatal to his mother you hear the cries of an impatient people open your arms that in a last embrace our lips may meet take courage to the altar eurybates conduct the willing victim scene four clytemnestra aegina guards you shall not go alone i am determined but crowds press forward to arrest my steps traitors come gratify your thirst for blood what would you do dear madam whither haste you alas i waste my strength in fruitless efforts rising from anguish but to sink again how can i die so often and yet live ah madam know you who's the crime and who's the treason know you what ungrateful serpent iphigenia cherished in her bosom twas eryphile 
by yourself brought hither and none but she who to the greeks betrayed your flight the monster offspring of megera cast out of hell to harbour in our arms what will not die to punish crimes so foul but where shall indignation seek a victim wilt thou not placid sea vast gulfs disclose to whelm a thousand vessels with their crews when all is casting up that guilty fleet shall drive it forth out of the port that hides it will not those selfsame winds so long accused cover thy surface over with shattered ships and thou o son who in this land dost see and know the genuine son and rightful heir of atreus thou who didst refuse to light the father's feast go back as they have taught thee meanwhile immortal gods unhappy mother my daughter crowned with hateful chaplet bears her throat and in her father's hands are knives see calchas treads on blood barbarians stop that blood is drawn from him who wields the lightning i hear the thunder roar feel the earth shake another crash a god comes swift revenge to take scene five clytemnestra aegina arcus guards doubt it not madam a god fights for you achilles even now answers your prayers he forcing the weak barrier of the greeks stands at the altar calchas is dismayed the fatal sacrifice is interrupted the air resounds with threats and to and fro men run with flashing swords around your child achilles musters all his friends devoted to save her agamemnon loath to own his grief whether to hide his eyes from that he dreads to see or to conceal his tears covers his face come speak while he is silent and with wise words support your brave defender he longs with his own hand deep dyed in blood to give you back unharmed the maid he loves himself he charged me to conduct your steps fear nothing fear say you oh let us hasten i dread no danger we'll go anywhere but o oh, ye gods do i not see ulysses tis he my child is dead too late too late scene six ulysses clytemnestra arcas aegina guards no your child lives the gods are satisfied be of good cheer heaven deigns to give her back she lives and is it you who tell me so yes it is i who long against you both have thought it right to steal your husband's heart who jealous of the honour of our arms by counsel stern have caused your tears to flow who come since heaven is now at last appeased to heal the wound that i erewhile inflicted my child good heavens marvel most astounding ah prince what god restores her to my arms you see me madam at this happy moment struck with religious awe with joy and rapture never did they appear to greece more fatal discord already mistress in the camp had spread a fatal blindness over all and given the dread signal for the conflict 
your daughter, at the horrid sight alarmed, saw the whole host against her, on her side Achilles, only he, but armed with fury that daunted all and gave the gods themselves divided counsels. In the air arose a cloud of arrows, blood already flowed, first fruits of carnage. Calchas in the midst stepped forth. Stern was his look. His bristling hair and wild eyes showed him mastered by the god. He cried, Achilles, hear me, hear ye Greeks. The god who by my voice now speaks to you explains his oracle, declares his choice. Another child of Helen's blood, another Iphigenia must be sacrificed here on this shore. Helen, erst carried off by Theseus, was with him in secret wedlock soon after joined, and from that union sprang a daughter, whom her mother hid, her name Iphigenia. I myself then saw the infant, and foretold disaster dire threatening her future. Under a false name has fate and her own madness brought her hither. She sees me, hears me, is before your eyes. Yes, she it is whose life the gods demand. Thus Calchas speaks. In silence and in awe all listening stand and look on Eraphile. She was beside the altar, in her heart perhaps impatient for the sacrifice for she herself had gone with hasty steps to tell the Grecian leaders of your flight. All wonder at her birth and destiny. But, since the sack of Troy hangs on her death, the army with loud voice declare against her and ratify the prophet's fatal sentence. Already Calchas lifts his arm to seize her. Stop there, she cries. Approach me not. The blood of heroes whom you make my ancestors needs not your impious hands to give it exit. Then, springing wildly to the altar, snatches the sacred knife and plunges it amain into her breast. Scarce has her life's blood dyed the earth when peals of thunder from the gods are heard. Auspiciously the rustling winds begin to blow. The roaring sea responds, and the white breakers on the distant shore make moan. Self-kindled flames, the funeral pyre, the heavens are opened, and the lightning's flash inspires a holy awe that reassures our hearts. Some say that, riding on a cloud, Diana to the blazing pile descended, that, rising then above the flames once more, she bore to heaven our incense and our prayers. All is astir. Soon all are gone. Your daughter, amid the general joy, alone deplores her enemy. Go. From her father's hands receive her. Longing to see you again, he and Achilles, henceforth reconciled, are ready to confirm the marriage contract. How can the thanks I owe be paid to heaven, and to Achilles meet reward be given? End of Act Five. End of Ephigenia by Jean Racine. Translated by Robert Bruce Boswell.